Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Sitting in the hot desert sun You've been told You'd be on the run Down to Egypt To Pharaoh's town To Rome and Spain And many other lands But you open your door To tired men To lonely passers-by And angels from heaven Your kindness and your care Were known far and wide Father of a nation Your soul is alive children that you dreamed of Are we that shining star you saw at night You know it's true We still call you what we knew Our Father, our bride We got your soul inside Take us home Take us home Every test Now look a small show In the Midwest A child was born Just the other day And all those gathered there Heard his mother say All oh, it's been three thousand years And we've been fighting back
Watch this. <laughs> Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. Boy, some tough cookies. I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnappers, your rack of this date received I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000. But please keep in touch. Your proposition interests me. J.M. in the A.M. Classic Adar segment here as we uh, continue to entertain everybody during the month of Adar with those comedy segments. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Before that, you heard Avraham done by Eighth Day. Yisrael Sosna, our friend out of Israel with the Purim medley. Tenley done by Benny Friedman. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday and this March 4th, the 8th of Adar, the year 5780. Tufshin Pei, 46 degrees, 65% humidity. Winds are west at 12 miles per hour. Mostly sunny with a high of 56. And tonight... Partly cloudy, low 39, and tomorrow mostly sunny for Thursday and a high of 52 degrees. Yushalayim is at 68. We're at 46 here in New York as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Alan Fagan's going to join us later. We'll talk about vote OIC and the importance of voting in the World Zionist Congress election. Phil Rosen will check in. He has spoken to the Prime Minister since, um, uh, since the election. We'll find out... Uh, just how happy the Prime Minister is. Uh, that's going to happen about uh, 8 o'clock this morning with Phil Rosen. Uh, full day here on the network, as you would suspect. Tomorrow we're heading to Lakewood, don't forget, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. You'll hear a live lunch from Lakewood down at J2 in Lakewood, New, uh, New Jersey. So I'll have that for you tomorrow. Uh, two days away from the Yeshiva University's first uh, NCAA Division Three basketball game. That happens at 1 o'clock down in Maryland on Friday. Wishing them the best of luck. Uh, we've scheduled on Thursday both of Rummy Jordan and Ashley Blaker. We're going all in with some great comedy and some humorous stories. Of Rummy Jordan will join us. Ashley Blaker will join us. It's the month of Adar. We'll hopefully make everyone very happy with their appearance tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Um, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to tell everybody. <laughs> oh, we're heading to uh, the Hudson Valley Resort for Pesach. If you want to join us, destinations613.com, destinations613.com. 
Sports.com. Keep that in mind as well. Yeah, there's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. That's uh, for sure. Uh, if you want to uh, make a suggestion about someone who uh, should join us during our Lakewood show tomorrow between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., uh, all you got to do is uh, write to Miriam Wallach, Miriam at NahumSiegel.com, Miriam at NahumSiegel.com. She is uh, anxious to hear who you want to recommend to be on our show tomorrow. That's Miriam at NahumSiegel.com. Aish, volume number three is brand new, and you are listening to JM in the AM.
מתפללים ומחכים למשיח רק יגיע קשת כולנו חברים כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח כבר רוצה להגיע It will only happen when we all get along Everyone waiting for wishing praying for Mashiach Let's love one another Every world in song
Corporal Goldstein, you're two hours late. Two hours. You better have a good excuse. Well, sir, I was, I was sleeping in the barracks when I was awakened by this mysterious noise. Huh? So I crept out. I find 4,000 of the enemy surrounding the camp. I see. So I snug up behind them, and I gave them my hands up. Gung-ho Goldstein. Yes. <laughs> So I tied them all up and I marched them 50 miles down the road to the PW camp. And then what? And then I went back and I drove the 42 tanks they had with them to the motor pool and I repainted them. He painted them? Yes, blue and white. <laughs> then I went back to the barracks and took a nice warm bath and here I am. Uh-huh. And that took you a whole two hours? J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. <laughs> With our odd, dark comedy segments. Nothing like them, huh? Nothing like them. Uh, before that one, you heard the uh, No Dola Shimcha done by Lipa, David Perlman's Modaani, Macha Bracha with Shmuley Unger, Milo Cohen with the Ahafta, and Aish, Kishoshana from Aish, volume number three, opened up that set here at JM and the AM. Phil Rosen's going to join us later on. We'll see if he thinks if BB can get uh, from the expected 58 seats to 61 somehow. Yeah, conjecture was that he had 60, then conjecture was that he had 59, now it looks like 58, which is unusual. Usually Likud does better as the time goes by after an election. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if Bibi's able to form a government. Anyway, Phil Rosen will join us, Likud USA. Um, he has spoken to the Prime Minister, and he'll let us know what he can let us know in terms of what's happening uh, post-election in Israel. Tomorrow we're in Lakewood, New Jersey. Live lunch for a Thursday starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time at J2. Make sure to join us for that. We'll be there 11 until 1. Uh, don't forget to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. We'll speak more about that about a half hour from now. It's voteoic.org. Voteoic.org. And it's uh, slate number four. Slate number four that you want to vote for. Voteoic.org. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausages, and Deli. They are the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did, and boy, will your family be happy. Hey, we're heading for Pesach to the Hudson Valley Resort, staying local here in the Catskill region. Uh, if you're interested, Hudson Valley Resort under the leadership of Yossi Zablocki, Great Pesach program. Uh, go to Destinations613.com. Destinations613.com. And um, at checkout, the Hudson Valley Resort for this upcoming holiday of Pesach. Yeah. By the way, speaking of upcoming holidays, we're here Monday on Tanis Esther. Tuesday, Mayor Weingarten, I haven't even checked with him, but the tradition is that Mayor Weingarten sits in for me on Purim, and I thank him in advance for that. <laughs> and Shushan Purim Wednesday, of course, will be here as well at the JM and the AM. Also, Purim Day, we have this remarkable and incredible uh, method led by Mark Zamek of um, providing wonderful Purim music all through the day Tuesday uh, so that when you are uh, preparing your Mishloach Manos and doing deliveries and setting up the Suda and entertaining people, there's always great Purim selections in the background. So check it out, NahumSiegel.com, NSN app, all through the day, 
on Purim Day. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galates on the background to our news from Israel coming up. We'll see if there's any latest uh, election result news. Super Tuesday was interesting, huh? Super Tuesday in the United States, very, very interesting, to say the least. And uh, now we'll see if there's anything else that we can learn about the Israeli election that took place on Monday. Right now, the prime minister stands at 58 seats with the religious parties joining in. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam the חשיפת גלי צהל, תוכנית החירום של משרד הבריאות להתמודדות עם התפרצות הקורונה, סגר על יישובים ופינוי בתי ספר. את הפרטים מביא לראשונה כתבנו לעיני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו ביומן הצהריים של גלי צהל. משרד הבריאות נערך להתפרצות גדולה של הנגיף בישראל ולמספר חולים רב. על פי תוכנית החירום, על אזורים עם חולים רבים ופוטנציאל הדבקה גבוה יוטל סגר כמו בסין או באיטליה. כמו כן, משרד הבריאות יפנה באופן יזום בתי ספר ויקים מתחמי שפוז המוניים לחולי קורונה. בנוסף, מחלקות יהודיות לחולים יוקמו בכלל בתי החולים בארץ וקופות החולים יקימו מרפאות יהודיות לטיפול בחולי קורונה. ואלפי אוהדי מכבי תל אביב שהיו ביציע שמונה באיצטדיון בלומפילד שביפו במשחק הדרבי ביום שני בשבוע שעבר נדרשים להיכנס לבידוד. זאת לאחר שאחד מהחולים המאובחנים צפה במשחק באיצטדיון. כתבנו אורן פדידה. שער שמונה נחשב לאחד מהיציעים הגדולים במגרש, מחולק לשתי קומות ואינו מקורה. הוא מאכלס כחמשת אלפים צופים ובמשחק המדובר היה מלא באוהדי מכבי תל אביב. המועדון שאירח את המשחק נמצא בקשר עם משרד הבריאות, והעובדה כי כל שמות המנויים רשומים במערכת תוכל להקטין את כמות הנכנסים לבידוד. סמנכ"ל משרד הבריאות, הפרופסור איתמר גרוטו, אמר ליעל דן בגלי צה"ל, אנחנו פועלים לבודד רק את המעגל הקרוב של האוהדים ששהו ליד החולה באיצטדיון כדי למנוע בידוד שווא. במקביל, משרד הבריאות שוקל להורות על בידוד לחוזרים ממדינות נוספות בחו"ל. אין לנו כרגע את הפרטים המדויקים, אנחנו עובדים מול העירייה והנהלת האיצטדיון כדי לנסות למפות משהו יותר מדויק, בדיוק איפה יושב, יכול להיות שנוכל לצמצם את זה. ככל שאנחנו לא יודעים, אז אנחנו מנסים ללכת רחב. כולל הוראה לישראלים השבים מספרד, גרמניה וצרפת להיכנס לבידוד ביתי? אני עוד לא יודע כרגע לומר אם זו החלטה סופית, אבל בהחלט דנית בזה. בעקבות הדיווח על שהיית החולה באיצטדיון, בלומפילד, מוקד 101 של מד"א קרס, אלפים פנו למוקד, ובארגון פועלים כעת לתגבור כוח האדם במענה לטלפונים. במד"א מבקשים מהציבור להתקשר רק במקרים שבהם מופיעים סימפטומים של חום, שיעול או קשיי נשימה. באוניברסיטת תל אביב נערכים בהתפרצות הקורונה בין כותלי המוסד. האוניברסיטה מכינה מערכי לימודים באמצעות האינטרנט ומבקשת מאנשי הסגל שלא לטוס לחו"ל. כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. באוניברסיטת תל אביב המליצו לסטודנטים ששוקלים ללמוד מחוץ לישראל במסגרת חילופי סטודנטים לשקול מחדש את נסיעתם. כל המשלחות והסיורים הלימודיים של האוניברסיטה לחו"ל בוטלו עד סוף הסמסטר. גם כל חברי הסגל האקדמי והמינהלי התבקשו לבטל כל נסיעה לחו"ל, ובאוניברסיטה נערכים להפעיל את מערכת הלמידה מרחוק. בג"ץ סילק על הסף את עתירת התנועה לאיכות השלטון שדרשה למנוע מהנשיא להטיל את הרכבת הממשלה על נאשם. בהחלטת בית המשפט נכתב, דינה עתירה סילוק על הסף, ולו בהיותה עתירה מוקדמת משהתוצאות הסופיות של הבחירות טרם פורסמו. 
מהתנועה לאיכות השלטון נמסר לכתבנו יובל הראל. אנו נגיש את העתירה שוב מיד עם פרסום התוצאות הסופיות. אדם אחד נפצע בצהריים באורח קשה וארבעה באורח קל בהתהפכות רכב צבאי סמוך לקיבוץ אור הנר. כתבנו רמי שני מוסר כי נסיבות התאונה נחקרות והפצועים פונו בידי מד"א לבית החולים ברזילי באשקלון. מזג האוויר גם מחר טמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל בעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך אילנה אהרונוב.
Sweetheart, tell Mama. Oh, Mama, oh. Mama, we're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until five o'clock. I'm 
coming down with the cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. And the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at 1 o'clock. Mama, what am I going to do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. Then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, I don't Please, want darling, you to... it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus, and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin. So they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband. My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. Does that mean you're not coming? <laughs> J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday, another one of our great Adar comedy segments. Aryeh Kunstler had Up Like a Lion. You heard Yachad done by Barry Weber. Good morning, all. It's Wednesday with 46 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high of 56. We're at 68 in Yerushalayim, 46 here in New York City on this uh, on this Wednesday broadcast. Tomorrow, we're in Lakewood. Don't forget, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. We're in Lakewood at J2 uh, down in Lakewood, New Jersey, for a Thursday live lunch pre-Purim. Very much looking forward to that visit. Don't forget, we're spending Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort right here in the Catskill region. If you want to explore staying local for Pesach, you go to Destination613.com. Destination613.com. Check it out. With great anticipation, we're looking forward to our conversation a week from tomorrow with Rabbi Pesach Krohn. Rabbi Krohn is author of the book at the Magid's Seder, Stories and Insights of Grandeur, and redemption. Go to artscroll.com and use the promo code radio. You save 15% on the brand new uh, At the Magid Seder by Pesach Krohn. Again, looking forward to Rye Krohn being in studio next week here at JM and the AM. Make sure you get this book ASAP. It's literally just released by Artscroll. You can go to the website and save with promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. 15% off if you use promo code radio for At the Magid's Seder, a reminder from all of us here at JM in the AM.
Pardon me, mister. Can you spare a dime for a glass tea? <laughs> I will not. You stopped me once before today. I gave you a dime for your glass of tea not 20 minutes ago. Mister, please, stop living in the past. <laughs> J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday morning. Coming up, we'll talk about the uh, vote OIC and why it's important to vote in the um, World Zionist Congress election. Uh, before that, by the way, before the uh, comedy segment, you heard the uh, Pura medley done by the Kinderlach here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, at 8 o'clock this morning, Phil Rosen is going to join us, Likud USA. He has spoken to the Prime Minister. And can tell us about uh, the attitude among the Likudniks regarding getting from 58 seats to 61 seats, if a deal is imminent or not. Um, it's funny because um, when the Prime Minister, and I'll save this for a half hour from now, but when the Prime Minister won on, uh, on Monday night, he was at 59 or 60. Was he at 60? Maybe at 60. Then it went to 59, now it's at 58. So I'm not sure what happened there, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, checking out the app and those who have commented so far on our app this morning. Uh, listener Benny wants to hear some of Ramel and maybe some Eighth Day. Macha uh, Bracha was uh, Shmuley Unger. He wanted to know who sings that song, uh, Shmuley Unger. Uh, then good morning from Wacky Wednesday at the AJA Carpool number 255. Thank you, listener Daniel and everybody down there in Atlanta. Listener Devora in Israel says, thanks for that clip with the daughter-mother, my favorite one. Purim is in the air here. The schools have all these rules the kids are allowed to these rules the kids are allowed to make, like free periods, early dismissal, no homework or tests for the entire month of Adar. Wow, talk about Vinahapohu, huh? Uh, then Lisa says, nothing better in the AM than these Adar comedy segments. Thanks, JM in the AM. Thank you to you. And listener Nachum wants to hear Moskowitz the Spy. We'll see if we have time to play that entire segment. It's a good one. It's a long one, but it's a good one. We'll see if we can get to it later on here at JM in the AM. Boy, oh boy. Lots of stuff that people want to hear, and for good reason. A lot of good material out there, that's for sure. Uh, reminder, we're going to be spending Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort. Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort. Those of you out there who want to stay local or explore the possibility of staying in the Catskill region for the holiday of Pesach, go to Destinations613.com. Again, that's Destinations613.com. All the information is there. Here's Dovi Shapiro.
שומע ורואה כאן במקום הזה כל מה שהיה יהיה כל מה שעוד יהיה רק במקום הזה אני שייך, הלב נמשך אני בוחר להישאר you here at the grave for over a half hour I guess the deceased was a close relative no I never met him I why did you die why did you uh, die I beg your pardon sir you say you never met him and you carry on like this then tell me who is buried here my wife's first husband I why did you die JM in the AM Happy Adar, everybody. Tanis Esther is Monday, Purim on Tuesday, Shushan Purim on Wednesday. Make sure to be tuned in here all the time, especially Purim Day, for great Purim selections and a wonderful uh, a wonderful way um, to make it through an amazing day. Hopefully Purim will be fantastic for everybody. Hopefully it'll be a safe Purim for everybody, as we discussed yesterday with Scott Rothenberg. And I'm hoping that everybody out there has a safe Purim and a really joyous Purim, and we could help facilitate that. Just listen in to the Nahum Siegel Network all through Purim Day. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Megillah Sester, The drinking was according to the law. There was no coercion. For the king has established Alkol Rav Beso, for every chief officer of his own house, Lasois Kirtzon Ish for Ish, they should do according to each person's will. 
Kirtzon Ish Ve'ish, the Gemara tells us in Megillah, according to the will of Haman and Mordechai. Haman didn't want Klal Yisrael to be forced to drink, because if they were forced, then they would be exempt from the punishment, because they could say, we were forced to do this Avera. If so, says the Zerashimshin, why did he want to force Klal Yisrael to bow down to him, as we know that Haman stood in public and everyone had to bow down to him? The same line of thinking should be operative. The Medrash tells us that his main intention was that they should bow down to the idol that he wore on his chest. Since in reality they were going to be forced to bow down, then for this as well, Klal Yisrael should not get an onish, they shouldn't be punished. The Zerashimshin answers that once Klal Yisrael was nene, that they enjoyed the suit of Achashverosh, they drank from the wine of their own free will without being forced because they had already shown that they drank the wine and went to the party of their own free will. It would no longer help if they say, oh no, but for this one we were forced. They won't be exempted because they showed that they had transgressed willingly. Just as on Purim, B'nai Yisrael did tshuva, and for the days right before Purim, they had shown that they regretted their actions and they wanted to be close to Hashem. They did all of the steps of tshuva of repentance. So too, in our days, we have the great tzuchus during the month of Adar, in Purim in particular, to do tshuva, to repent, and to gain kapara, to gain atonement for whatever a person might have done. Bez Hashem, we should all be zoche to do tshuva shalema, this Purim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM and the AM on this Wednesday broadcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, a reminder, tomorrow we're down in Lakewood, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. for a Thursday live lunch. So tomorrow our JM and the AM broadcast will be in studio, and both have Rummy Jordan and Ashley Blake are our guests of ours tomorrow morning as we really step up the Adar comedy. And uh, then tomorrow, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m., we're down at Lakewood at J2 for a Thursday live lunch pre-Purim. And I hope you'll join us. Come on in and say hi. And uh, participate with us down there in the Lakewood area where we were welcomed uh, with open arms, I must say, uh, the last time we were down there uh, just a few months ago. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. We've been telling you about VoteOIC.org. VoteOIC.org. And guess what? There's a week left. One Week left for you to vote, and anybody in our audience who uh, is 18 or over, anybody in our audience who has children 18 or over, they're all eligible to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Slate number four is the one that we are uh, promoting and recommending. It's the one we're on. And I hope everybody today at some point, if you haven't voted yet, goes to voteoic.org and takes care of it. Alan Fagan, our great friend, is with us live via telephone. He is... Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU. Remember, the OU is part of Slate Number 4, a, a slate that has so many distinguished organizations and a really historic um, uh, Jewish community efforts associated with it for this uh, World Zionist Congress election. Alan, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Great to be with you. I appreciate that. How about a word about that, how, how the OU... Is um, is part of a group of really distinguished, long-time historic 
organizations in the Jewish community who are all part of that slate. It's amazing to see that type of unified effort in this case. It, it, it is a very, very broad coalition of religious Zionist organizations in the United States <clears throat> that reflect our Torah values. Uh, it, it includes the Religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi. It includes the RCA, YU, Turo, the Young Israel, B'nai Akiva, Torah Mitzion, Amit, and, and of course the OU uh, and, and others. It, it is the broadest coalition that we could assemble uh, of those who share a common philosophy of support for the state of Israel and support for our Torah values. Now, the, um, it's no secret that uh, a certain number of people have voted in the past during the World Zionist Congress election and that uh, there are efforts this time around to really increase that number. And and one of the reasons is the commitment the OU has made. I mean, it's again, it's no secret that you have, uh, you as an organization, I don't know if you specifically, but you as an organization have assigned people specifically to this project to spread the word, uh, to go to different communities around the country. Uh, this is a North American project, of course, uh, in order to remind people how important it is to vote. I mean, you know, talk about having skin in the game. Uh, the OU has really stepped up in trying to promote this as best as possible and convince as many people as possible how important it is to get involved. It, it, it's absolutely correct. We we have devoted considerable resources because we think this is an enormously important election. It's very, very complicated to explain why it's as important as it is. I hope I'll have a minute or two to, to try to do that. Sure. But the fact is that five years ago, in the last election, a total of 56,000 people voted in the United States for delegates to the World Zionist Congress. Um, that's an extraordinarily small number of American Jewry. About 20% of that number uh, were represented, wasn't called OIC five years ago, but right. by the, a similar coalition uh, uh, five years ago. This year we're seeing something fundamentally different. We know that the number of people voting is somewhere between double and triple the number that voted five years ago. Wow. Uh, and, and so in addition to the, to the many practical considerations involved in these choices, uh, there is a, a, an even more fundamental uh, referendum going on here on who represents American Jewry and what do we stand for. Uh, and that is motivating in this election various slates who take positions that really are completely contrary uh, to ours. Contrary on issues like BDS and, and, and support for the state of Israel, support for the security and integrity of the state of Israel, for an undivided Yerushalayim and so on, that are making a major, major effort this year, spending enormous amounts of money and time and political capital to try to get the best showing that they can get. And one of the reasons why this election is so important is because it will be viewed by all of world Jewry and by the Israeli government in particular as a referendum on the viewpoints of American Jewry. And, and if for no other reason, if there wasn't a dollar at stake, if there was no pride at stake, if there were no agendas at stake, just for that reason alone, it's enormously important 
for our community to register the highest possible vote that it can so that world Jewry understands and Israel in particular understands that we are there, that we support them in their efforts to obtain appropriate security and appropriate arrangements in terms of a peace process, and that we're there to support them in terms of their attitudes toward the perpetuation of Torah values, both in Israel and throughout the diaspora. Alan Fagan with us, Executive Vice President, Chief Professional Officer at the OU. We're talking about VoteOIC.org. VoteOIC.org. If you haven't gone to that website yet, come on. There's one week left, and we're encouraging everybody to vote for slate number four by going to VoteOIC.org. And Alan is explaining just how important it is. By the way, you know, uh, if we don't respond as a modern religious uh, Orthodox um, uh, community, a religious Zionist community, if we don't respond to this call, it, it is no, it, it is not a, inconceivable that Israeli officials will sit with people like you, Alan, and say, what's going on with you guys? What's going on with this segment of, of, of Jews in North America? Is there complacency? Do they care about, uh, about the future? Do they care about how the funding goes and about the different projects that could benefit them, both in terms of safety and security and education, um, uh, uh, grants for students heading to Israel for the year, things like that? And, 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 and they'd be right, frankly. They'd be right. If we can't pull out the numbers, then it does uh, show, unfortunately, a sign of complacency and you know, of disinterest, so to speak. And legitimacy. It's, it's, it's absolutely correct. Uh, this, this election, because of the interest that's being shown this year uh, in the WZO elections, they're being watched with enormous care. Uh, uh, they're being watched by world Jewry, and most importantly, they're being watched by Israeli government officials who are putting their thumb up in the wind to say which way are the winds blowing in the United States. Uh, and for that reason, it, it's just enormously important for us to show that our community is organized, that our community can get out and demonstrate its support for Israel and for Torah. Uh, I hope everybody listens and listens well, and uh, we'll know if someone has listened well, if they vote between now and the 11th of March, we're asking everybody to do it now. Don't wait for the final week, which is starting now. Uh, get there immediately to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Make your voice heard by voting for slate number four in the World Zionist Congress election, voteoic.org. Um, and, Alan, you know, you talked about summing it up. I think that really does sum it up in terms of uh, resources that will be available for safety and security measures, uh, for grants for gap year students. Uh, for educational programs and shlichim coming to the United States who are of the same uh, background and the same opinion, so to speak, that we are. All these things are going to be judged and evaluated based on how these votes come in. Not just judged and evaluated, but in a very, very practical sense. Uh, this election, if I can take a minute, sure. it, 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 took me, it, it probably took me a year to understand exactly what this body does and why this election is so important. There, there are in Israel what are called the four national institutions, which serve as quasi-governmental agencies and control not only much of what takes place in terms of infrastructure development and land development in Israel, uh, but virtually everything uh, that happens from an Israeli perspective in the diaspora communities around the world. So these, these institutions include the World Zionist Organization, the Jewish Agency, Karen Kayemet Israel, 
known here as the Jewish National Fund, and Karen Hayasod, known here as the United Israel Appeal. Collectively, these four agencies that are called the four national institutions in Israel, collectively, they have a budget, depending on, on the year, of somewhere between $850 million a year and a billion dollars a year. And since the election takes place in a, in a five-year cycle, we're basically talking about control over a, uh, a budget allocation of somewhere in the vicinity of $5 billion. That's a lot of money. Now, probably half of that money is going for land reclamation and other kinds of infrastructure projects in Israel. But about half of it is going for programming of all different types. Just imagine in our own communities the kinds of programs that are impacted. Who are the shlichim who are being sent out to our communities? Who are the benot sherut who help us staff projects and programs in our schools, in our shuls, in, in day schools across America, in community centers across America? What are the programs and projects that combat BDS and to combat anti-Semitism? What are the educational programs and projects? Teen travel. You, you gave one example just to put a little bit of, of meat on those bones to, to show how this gets affected in a very, very real and practical way by the leadership of these organizations. Four cycles ago in the election cycle, that is 20 years ago, Massa which is the, the uh, program uh, sponsored by these agencies for travel to Israel. We're subsidizing gap year programs, travel to Israel on gap year programs that virtually all of our kids are attending. They were subsidizing those programs at $2,000 per student. That's an enormous amount of burden lifted off the shoulders of parents who are sending their kids on a gap year program to Israel. In the last two cycles, that number went down to 1000 mm. and it's now $200 per student. Wow. So it went from $2,000 a student to $200 a student, and all of it caught up in a budget process controlled by professionals of organizations whose election and terms are set by these very institutions whose governance will be determined by this Congress. So if we want to have an impact, if we want to have delegates sitting in the governance structure of those agencies and focused on what's important to the American community, where these dollars need to go in order to have maximum impact so that we can continue to support Israel the way we do, that we can continue to support Torah programming the way we do, it's critical for us to be at the table in each of these organizations that has budget responsibility and budget control. The only way to effectively do that is to participate in these elections, which are all determined on a pro rata basis based on the number of votes that are obtained by each of the slates. As I said, five years ago, the Orthodox slate received roughly 20% of the vote. We were about 10% of the American population, so we were certainly punching above our weight. But this year, we're looking at a concerted and determinedly political effort by the liberal streams 
and by liberal organizations, organizations that include pro-BDS activity that are looking the same way some of our American politicians are looking to, to tear down and to destroy the fabric of what it is that we have stood for for years. So we're seeing a far greater vote. So just to maintain our 20% isn't enough. We need to grow that number. We need to have a higher proportion in an election that's going to see far greater numbers of voters. And if people are apathetic and don't take the five or ten minutes that it takes to vote and the $7.50 that it takes in order to cast the ballot, if they're not going to take those few minutes, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Uh, well said, Mr. Fagan. Uh, everybody out there, Alan Fagan of the OU, and the OU, as we said, has been one of the uh, organizations that has really been out there on this issue, uh, along with everybody else on Slate Number 4, a lot of prominent organizations and outfits in the Jewish community. Uh, he is encouraging, I am encouraging, and everybody collectively is encouraging everybody in this audience and around the entire Jewish world in North America to vote and vote now. It's one week left. Shushan Purim is the last day, March the 11th. But vote now by going to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, and um, and cast your ballot for Slate Number 4. That's the one we are highly, highly recommending. Slate Number 4 at voteoic.org. Alan, before you go, I just want to say one thing. We, we were not scheduled to talk about this, but I just uh, I want to get your reaction. I, isn't it amazing that, thank God, we have wonderful rabbinic leaders who, when faced with this terrible situation now with the coronavirus and the possibility of, you know, we see what's going on with different synagogues and the precautions that are being taken and the different uh, socks, the different uh, decisions that have to be made regarding the upcoming holiday of Purim, etc., etc. It, it is a heartwarming feeling, I'm sure, for you, knowing that we have some really amazing, competent, halachic decisors in our community who are leading our respective communities. We, we are enormously uh, grateful to them. These are extremely complicated questions. Right. In fact, we have a, a call uh, scheduled uh, uh, tomorrow uh, for the rabbinic leadership in coordination with the RCA wow. and with our poskim. We have a call for all rabbis and shul leaders tomorrow to talk through a multitude of issues, both practical and halachic. We'll have medical experts uh, uh, participating and providing guidance. I've probably spent the better part of the last week in our own internal preparations uh, as a result of this. There are so many, many issues. We, we please God, we're planning to send about 2,000 teens to Israel this summer with NCSY. We have to have contingency plans about how we're going to uh, deal with this if, God forbid, uh, uh, things worsen uh, and overseas travel uh, becomes uh, impossible or not recommended. We, we have to think about how we begin now to plan for that eventuality. And, and you know, there's good news and, and, and bad news. The good news is we're, we're, we're talking about twice the number of kids than we had five years ago. That's wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, many, many of them, public school kids who are planning to be in Israel for the first time in their lives. Uh, but we also need to be prudent and think about every potential eventuality. Uh, and we're enormously grateful not only to our Rabbanim who are stepping up to deal with very, very practical halachic issues that are involved, uh, but 
to all of our senior staff here that's deeply engaged in planning efforts both on a short-term basis in terms of programs that will be run over the next several weeks and how we handle those and they have to be handled community by community and how we're going to begin to plan for much more massive programming uh, that we're anticipating this summer. Please God, we should be able to go and go in good health, but the safety and uh, and well-being of, of our kids is our primary concern, and we're going to have to make difficult but prudent uh, decisions uh, as we move forward about all of that. In the meantime, all of us join in, 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 in praying for for good health and safety for for all of us, for the entire world, and in particular for those few individuals who now have uh, been stricken with the virus, we, 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 we pray for their speedy recovery and for their good health. A hundred percent. And uh, I had a feeling that uh, that you and your organization would be out front on this issue and uh, certainly helping to guide the rabbis and leaders through the situation. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you, uh, as does Alan Fagan. There's an important vote. We just spent a lot of time reminding you why it's so critical. Go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It's slate number four. You'll see the distinguished list of organizations from our community that are part of it. We are part of it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, please, please, don't wait till the last day a week from today. Today, at some point, uh, go to voteoic.org. And any person in your household 18 years of age and over is eligible to vote. Simple as that. Alan, I thank you. Thanks for the message, and the, thanks so much for joining us this morning. And, and, and by the way, yeah. as our family members, uh, children who are American citizens who may be learning uh, uh, in Israel for the year, so if they haven't voted and they're over 18, remind them as well. Oh, that's important. I hope they realize that at the yeshivas and seminaries uh, in Israel. That's a really important piece to, uh, to mention. I appreciate that. Thank you, Alan. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, Alan Fagan, he is the um, Executive Vice President and Chief Professional Officer at the OU. A couple of really important messages this morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, eight minutes before 8 o'clock as we continue on this uh, on this Wednesday morning with Ishai Rebo.
This is Tel Aviv. In the dead of night, through the dark side streets, speeds a man with a mission, Israeli secret agent James Bonstein, known to those in the Bureau only as Agent 00995, <laughs> which signifies that Bonstein has a license to kill wholesale. <laughs> Bonstein is fighting time as his foot urges speed out of his slick, powerful hubmobile. He whips around a corner and screeches to a sharp stop right in front of the Israeli Secret Service headquarters. 
the secret organization known throughout the world only by the initials O-Y-V-A-Y, Oy Vey. <laughs> the location of the Secret Service headquarters is known only to a few men. In the back of this building, the international communication system. And as a clever front, the only entrance to the Secret Service headquarters, a candy store. <laughs> Bonstein enters. To the shrewd and calculating agent behind the counter, he gives the password. Give me an egg cream, please. <laughs> there is no answer. I said, give me an egg cream, please. The agent looks at Bonstein with cold hatred as he speaks. Four o'clock in the morning, I should make you an egg cream. <laughs> no! It's the password, you dumbbell. I'm a dumbbell, huh? Give me an egg cream, please, was last week's password. We had to change it this week. Change it? Why? We ran out of chocolate. Anyway, this week we got a nicer one. What is it? Two cents plain is ten cents now. Okay. Okay. So open the secret door for me. I'm making him an egg cream, and now he wants me to open the secret door for him. Open it yourself. Just press there where it says secret button. Bonstein moves quickly to the secret button. He presses it. A panel of Milky Ways slides to the left. Bonstein enters the office of his superior, the commander-in-chief of the Israeli Secret Service, known as Gimel. He speaks. Ah, uh, Bonstein! I've got the report you wanted. Wait, wait, before you report, let me call in my chief. Mama! <laughs> Bonstein's here! Are you, Bonstein? I've come to give my report. Report, schmapok, look how you look. <laughs> You look terrible. I see already you come down with a coat, and I better make you something. How will it look for the organization if people see you and say, Look at him. He is the spy who came in with a coat. <laughs> I'll make a little chicken soup. I'll be right back. Bonstein, there's an emergency in New York. Our entire organization is being threatened by the new secret underground group of killers. You mean? That's right. Schlepp. <laughs> and your job, Bonstein, is to wipe out those schleppers. When do I leave, Gimmel? There's a plane in one hour, and I want you back here in 21 days. Why? It's a tourist excursion flight. <laughs> now, when you arrive in New York, go immediately to 322 Avenue B. Contact secret agent Moskowitz. Tell him the password. Give me an egg cream, please. I thought you changed it. In New York, they got plenty of chocolate. Now, when you contact Secret Agent Moskowitz, he will give you the remainder of your assignment. Good luck. Bonstein's plane leaves Tel Aviv on time, two hours late. He arrives at the air terminal in New York. Getting specific directions from passersby takes him only three days to get to Avenue B. 
He enters the building. Now to find my contact, Moskowitz. J K L M. Here it is. Moskowitz. A Moskowitz. Ah uh ah. -uh. Look. J Moskowitz. Oh, I'm in trouble. Two Moskowitzes. One of them is my spy contact, and the other, who knows? Oh, what shall I do? There's not enough time to call Gimmel. I can't wait until tomorrow, and his mother won't let him accept calls on Saturday. <laughs> I'll have to take a chance. I'll take this one. I'll just press his bell and see what happens. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Are you Moskowitz? I am Moskowitz. Give me an egg cream, please. Oh, you are Moskowitz the spy, second floor in the back. One of our requests, secret agent James Bonstein. One of our favorite odd dark comedy segments here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, we promised you Phil Rosen. He actually has spoken to the Prime Minister of Israel and certainly can give us a perspective on the big number. The number was 60, then the number went to 59. Now it looks like Likud and its uh, partners are at 58. So this could be interesting in terms of uh, the formation of the government. Phil will certainly um, shed some light on all this. He is, as you know, he holds many distinguished positions, a board member at the Yeshiva University. He's vice chair of uh, Birthright. Uh, which is one of the most important efforts on behalf of uh, the future of the Jewish people. He is uh, former chair of the American Friends of Likud and, of course, vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition. Phil Rosen, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And Mazel Tov on your son's engagement. I'm sorry that I I, I was in Israel when uh, when it happened, but uh, Mazel Tov, you should only have Simcha. Amen. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Um, well, look, you spoke to the prime minister and we watched his reaction to what happened on Monday. I don't think he could have looked any happier. Uh, I would assume when you spoke to him, it was simply joy and <laughs> joy and happiness on the other end. Right. Well, the story is that, uh, he approached this election a lot differently than he did the two previous ones. This was this is Bibi at his best, going out to the different cities, villages, meeting with people, shaking hands, um, putting ads on TV, putting all sorts of social media. Um, he, he did what Bibi does best, which is show what Bibi is all about. And I think uh, I'm very happy that he did it that way. It showed there's a big difference, I think, inside of Israel itself. There are a lot of people who uh, came out for Bibi or came out for one of the partners um, that in the last couple of elections either stayed home or voted differently. And I think that uh, people are uniting around uh, around Bibi. And, and, this, um, and the strategy yeah. was that was so vastly different the other two elections? Much different. I think the other two elections he took a lot for granted and... Uh, relied on other people to do a lot of his uh, campaigning. And I think that this was, you know, he realized that this is this is crucial. Um, I also think that, um, you know, Bibi has formed a relationship with the United States 
that is different than any other, any previous prime minister with any president of the United States. And I think, you know, I always said to you that, uh, you know, in the past, when the prime minister of the United States was right wing, it just happens that the um, president, but the prime minister of Israel is right wing. The president of the United States at that point in time was was to the left, was usually a Democrat. And it made it very complicated and very difficult, I think, that uh, at, at different points in time. I think that this time you have people who agree and are aligned, and I think that that's leading to some great things for the state of Israel. Mm. Phil Rosen's with us live via telephone. Now, two elections ago, people forget the first of these three elections, he actually had 60 seats or 60, you know, that could have built, uh, that could have started building a coalition. And we know what happened, and he uh, called for new elections, etc. Um, didn't do as well the second time around. Now, we, we heard the number 60 Monday night. Then we started hearing 59 in terms of this right-wing block. And now we're hearing 58. Is he going to have trouble actually finding those two or three necessary members to form this coalition? So I'm hopeful that he set the stage um, before the election that there were some discussions with uh, people who were potential, um, you know, uh, pushovers, pushover meaning push from whichever party they're in into uh, Likud. I'm hoping he did that. I'm hoping somebody did that because, uh, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for him to form a government, whether it's 58, 59, 60. I think he needs uh, somebody to come over and maybe two or three people. Um, there are candidates, there are potentials that are listed in the papers in Israel, but I think there's even more than that. You know, the one thing is that this last election, I think, proved that blue and white really doesn't have a position that's any different than Bibi's position on almost everything. I think their uh, their animosity towards the religious parties, that might be one that, that is a vast difference, but other than that, in terms of security and in terms of relationships with the United States, they would prefer to go with the with Bibi's policies, as they say, anybody but a Bibi, which is crazy. Right. That that's their that's their political position. So I'm very hopeful that Bibi can form a government. There are some people that I know who move to other parties for various reasons, usually personal reasons. I think. Uh, it's best that they get over their personal reasons and come back to joining uh, joining Likud. I would hope. Come back home. I would hope. <laughs> good point. I would hope that the president of Israel will not allow a stalemate to take place and that he'll be there encouraging uh, BB and others to negotiate some type of deal to actually form a working government. Do you suspect that that's going to be the effort compared to the way it worked in the previous two elections? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I think... Uh, I think it's it's time to uh, to get the government stable. It's time to allow BB uh, to work with the United States and, and did the deal of the century and all sorts of other things. I right. think the beauty of what's going on in Israel throughout the country is is amazing. You know, I, I got to ask you this because, and I know that obviously because of your associations. Uh, for good reason, you have an, an affinity toward the prime minister, but objectively. Could anyone else have done this? Could anyone else have, you know, opened Israel up 
uh, you know, business-wise to all these other countries around the world when major powers are trying their hardest uh, to deal with the, you know, with Israeli companies, when every single startup that has made it on this globe must now have a a, a central office in Israel, um, where where so many countries that were enemies of Israel now are turning to them for technology and for knowledge, uh, just to advance their own uh, ability to grow. I mean, could could anybody else have done this, or does he really get the credit for all of it? He gets a lot of the credit. I think there are people in Israel who certainly uh, deserve a lot of credit, the business community, but I think that Bibi gets an enormous amount of credit for opening up his, the Israeli economy. I think prior to Bibi, um, whether you're talking the Rabin government, the Perez government, um, going way back, I think... Uh, you know, there was a stalemate as far as the business community was concerned. Right. Um, they ran up against roadblocks such as unions, etc., that uh, that gave them a very difficult time. I think BB has worked very hard to allow the business community in Israel to succeed. I mean, I meet with people all the time. I'm a general partner in the Our Crowd uh, uh, company, um, which has opened up. Uh, hundreds, hundreds of uh, Israeli technology to investment from uh, from everybody. Anybody who has $5,000 can invest in Israeli technology. It's an amazing thing. And uh, that's partly because BB opened up the, the groundwork. I think the other thing is that, um, you know, BB's encouraged people to take risks. Right. And he's given all sorts of government incentives to... Israeli companies to take risks and, uh, and and try their best to make it. It's amazing that, that that is happening at the same time as the New York Times reports on, uh, on, on all sorts of crazy things that they make up or that they exaggerate about what's going on in Israel. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's a country that uh, is unique. And pretty amazing. And his agenda till the next election, whether it's in a year, two years, four years, or whatever, his agenda, I guess, would be similar, right? To build on all of what you just described in terms of opening up uh, Israel to the world and in terms of, as you said, dealing with the United States on the deal of the century and just, you know, moving forward on all those important things for the future of Israel. That's definitely true. I think the one other thing that he's going to work on a lot in the next year, this is part of the deal of the century is he's going to work on trying to strengthen the Palestinian uh, economy or the Israeli-Arab economy. Wow. To, um, to yeah, to make them uh, really want to live normal lives, to live in peace and security, because uh, when they have everything that, uh, that everybody wants in the world, um, stable, stable lives and, and, and money coming in, I think it's uh, much more difficult to uh, to go out there and, and do crazy things like terror attacks. Wow. Uh, very, very interesting. Phil Rosen with us. Uh, i got to ask you a tongue-in-cheek question because a lot of people have asked me this question. Uh, if Israel develops a cure for coronavirus, should BDSers be offered it or not? That's so funny. <laughs> that is tongue-in-cheek. Israel, the, the wonderful thing about Israel, and we've discussed this in the past, is if you watch the uh, Israeli medical care that's been given to Syrians um, 
and to enemies of Israel, it's mesmerizing to me. Um, they go way beyond Tikkun Olam, um, and it's just an amazing fact of life in Israel. So whether it's DDS or anybody else, I think Israel's going to offer the best they have, and and, uh, and that's pretty damn good. So You know, true. We, we didn't discuss the topic. That we, uh, we a, should discuss. I have a feeling I know where yeah. you're going now. <laughs> yep. Um, we need to uh, wish success um, to one of the most amazing creations to come out of Yeshiva University, <laughs> which is the Max. The men's basketball um, team. The Maccabee basketball team. <laughs> they are uh, on Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. They're playing at Johns Hopkins University against a uh, school. WPI, right. which is Worcester Polytechnic Institute from Massachusetts. Um, and I think uh, calling on everybody who's anywhere near uh, Johns Hopkins to come out for the game and root for the Max. It's a great thrill to watch these wonderful boys who have Mido Tovo throughout um, to watch them play. Um, they play at the highest level of of college basketball, and it's just, it's a terrific uh, group of kids, including my nephew, Gabriel Leifer. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, I was going to ask you if, you if you had an affinity toward one of the players. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the stars, and and a lot of credit goes to the coach. Elliot Steinmetz has done an amazing job of uh, recruiting and transforming a bunch of individual great basketball players into a great team. So, Kolakavod, it's a real Kiddush Hashem, and uh, it's a great feeling when you watch them play. I've, oh. I've been doing it nonstop, so yeah, we're, like a daily activity. We've been reminding our listeners, and yeah, they get tremendous accolades here. And and by the way, folks, Phil Rosen is no phony. He's not like the rest of them who showed up Sunday for the championship and had never walked into the arena in their lives. Phil's been there all. <laughs> Phil's been there all season, and I can attest to that. <laughs> so, yep. like and I are two of the two of the regulars. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a thrill. We've a been, real thrill. We've been there when we had sections to ourselves. Now you can't even get exactly. a seat in the place. It's amazing. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly Phil, right. <laughs> Phil Rosen is a board member. Away in games. Say, I've been to Farmingdale. That's right. We've been to away yeah. games as well. Unbelievable. In fact, my, my one of my kids and I the other day were trying to figure out if we've been to every arena in the Skyline Conference. Like, that's how crazy it's gotten. That's oh, so boy. Funny. Unbelievable. Phil Rosen is a board member at YU. He is the um, vice chair at Birthright. American Friends of Likud, former chairman and the Republican Jewish Coalition vice chair. You know, you didn't answer my, my first question. And this is how we'll wrap up. Was he the happiest you ever heard him uh, on that phone call after the election? I, I think uh, it's hard to judge whether he was happier than the first uh, victory in the 90s, right. but it was definitely the happiest I've seen him in a very, or heard him in a very, very long time, and uh, deservedly so. I think he worked harder than he's ever worked on an election, right. and I think that uh, he deserves to feel good, and I'm hoping that... Uh, that the one, two, or three people that he needs to uh, to form his government um, come around quickly and uh, you know be part of it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's this. Is, I was there. Um, 
there's a lot of joy in, in, in a lot of quarters in Israel that uh, maybe they could get past this whole election season and move to uh, continuing to create great things in Israel. Yeah, most important thing for Israelis now is a stable government, and uh, that would be the next step to finally get this done. Uh, Phil, I thank you so much, and good luck to the Max. Thank you. And, and thanks That's for joining always us. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Phil, thank you. Phil Rosen, everybody, on a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. 19 minutes after 8 o'clock as we continue on this uh, Wednesday broadcast. And um, (laughs) I'll tell you, the uh, we don't have definitive information yet how you can watch the Max on Friday, meaning the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. We don't have definitive information yet, but we will certainly publicize this as soon as we know. But anybody who's there, anybody who's in the Baltimore area, and obviously those who are traveling from New York to the Baltimore area for Shabbos, try your hardest to be there to root them on. Under normal circumstances, I would be there. Uh, Unfortunately, the opportunity does not present itself this time. I was at York, Pennsylvania for Shabbos two years ago. Uh, But uh, it would be amazing. Everybody out there, try your hardest to go buy tickets and enjoy the incredible um, Kiddush Hashem, that's what it is, of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM Wednesday. That's Eitan Freilich with Am Yisrael Chai. Well, Yeshiva University has just uh, canceled its classes on the Wolf campus in Washington Heights because uh, in a letter from its president, uh, he wrote that they have unfortunately confirmed that the student that they were uh, monitoring has tested positive for COVID-19. Our thoughts and prayers to him and uh, his family as well to all those who are affected. So the Wolf campus is closed, and uh, just a word that uh, whether it's uh, Yeshiva University or any of the uh, high schools and elementary schools in our community who have dealt with this situation already and have had no choice uh, or have had to make hard decisions, I should say, in consultation with the uh, authorities, call uh, a vote to the way they're handling it. Call a vote to the way they're handling it, and um, and I'm sure every single school in our community at every age level, is paying careful attention and is in consultation with the appropriate people as all this develops. So that's the latest, and we certainly pray for those who are affected by this uh, incredibly hard-to-believe coronavirus. JM and the AM, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. By the way, I heard from listeners, Sina. She says, Boker Tov, it's been crazy, and look what I forgot to send you. Uh, it's one of those announcements that should have been here earlier, according to listeners, Sina. Super best wishes for a belated happy birthday going out to daughter Tippy Schreiber of Bayswater. We hope you had a terrific day and wish you a wonderful year ahead, filled with good health, simcha, and nachas. And speaking of nachas, thank you for all the nachas you send our way through your beautiful Kinderlach, or gladly take that anytime with much love from Ima and Abba. We know them as Cena and Mr. Listener Cena down in Florida. <laughs> JM and the AM on a Wednesday. Many of you are aware of the fact that on the 15th of March, which is, let's see, 11 days from now, a week from Sunday, the Nefesh Benefesh mega event happens in Teaneck, New Jersey at the Glen Point Marriott, and there are sessions and information and a vendor fair for every category of people imaginable, young to old, with special panels and a whole bunch of interesting stuff. Those of you out there who are near your computer or phone, go to the nbn.org.il website, nbn.org.il website. Uh, when you click on the mega event, you could register right now. You could register right now and be part of it at the Glen Point Marriott on March the 15th. If you've ever considered moving to Israel from North America, you want to make sure to be at the mega event. If you just want to start the process because you think it may take you a year or two, no problem. Get to the mega event. Register now at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Uh, Mark Rosenberg, our wonderful friend, is with us live via telephone from Israel. He's vice president for Diaspora Partnerships for Nefesh Benefesh. Mark, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem, doing well. And uh, we are very much looking forward to what's going to happen 11 days from now in Teaneck, New Jersey. I'll tell you that much. You've been to the Mega before, as have I. It always attracts a major crowd. One suspected that moving it from New York and New Jersey might affect attendance. And you know what happened, Mark? Just the opposite. Thousands of people are now showing up to the Mega event, and it's at the Teaneck Mar uh, Glen Point Marriott Hotel. Uh, you have any idea, by the way, if uh, registration is going very strong this time around? 
Um, it's very strong. We're almost up to 1,500 already. I think one of the aspects of moving out of Manhattan made the parking much easier for many people. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the, the subway transportation is less convenient than but the parking is much, much more pleasurable. 1,500 people. So that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, that means that hundreds of families are represented by that number. There's still an interest. That initial push when Nefesh Benefesh was founded, when so many said that once that initial push for Aliyah ends, there'll be a lack of enthusiasm among North American Jews to move to Israel. That has never happened, Mark. They are still, everyone here is still very into the concept of leaving North America and establishing their home in the uh, state of Israel. Uh, precisely. It's interesting that it's definitely uh, we've hit a plateau in the sense that the numbers have been relatively the same. Almost 4,000 North American Jews are making Aliyah in the past few years, and we're on target for a little bit higher this year for it. But uh, a lot of people are dreaming, a lot of people are planning, and uh, you might be surprised to know this, but the actual event is a little bit lopsided. People who actually plan on coming summer 2020, there are about maybe 30, 35% of the attendees. Most of the people who are coming out are planning for next summer or a few years down the road, and they're coming to dip their toe in the proverbial information pool and to see uh, how, how, real, how realistic it is and how real they can make it. Um, what, about the per- what about that category? Uh, someone who wants to move two, three, four years from now. I mean, you said, you know, get into the proverbial information pool. I get that. But in practical terms, can we stress enough that it, it really is uh, very beneficial to show up even if your plans do not include Aliyah for another two, three years? I, I think it's really important. If you know that you're going to have a procedure, I, I'm, I don't know if uh, every, everyone in your listeners are going to know this. I'm a hypochondriac, so when I have a concern or worry, I actually go right to my doctor. My doctor prohibited me from checking uh, on Google or WebMD. I will go to my doctor to see, okay, what's, what's the forecast? What do I need to know? And therefore, someone who's saying I'm going to come in two or three years, it's great to come to our event where we have, uh, you know, there are CPAs, uh, American and Israeli that are there, to be able to say, okay, this is, this is the consideration you have to plan for. If you're thinking about uh, there's a young person who wants to go to school and uh, take advantage of that highly subsidized, almost free master's degree, it's great to think about that while you're, you're still might be finishing up your BA so that you can you know, plan ahead. It, it, it's just so important because I, I think it's... I, I'll go out on a limb by saying this. I think that most people who are making Aliyah are not doing uh, for ideological reasons. They actually are ready to make that practical step. I don't question the ideology of your listeners and their love of Eretz and the idea of building the greatest project of the Jewish people, the state of Israel. It's just that, the, practically speaking, it doesn't make sense for them right, right. now, or they haven't, haven't explored that. So this mega event we're having on March 15th is precisely the opportunity to come in, to speak to the experts, whether it's a Nefesh Benefesh staff person, or it's a, a real estate attorney, or it's someone from, the, from one of the Kupot Chalim, the HMOs in Israel, or a CPA, to be able to say, oh, I have addressed that issue. I now have a green light to continue on my plans. It's the 12th annual Nevis Benefis Aliyah Mega Event, 15th of March, Glen Point Marriott and Teaneck. Mark Rosenberg speaking with us from Israel. Uh, anything different about this year? Is this year's Mega different than previous ones? We're having a very, uh, even larger contingency of medical professionals coming from Israel, and that's drawing in more and more doctors and health professionals that are supporting it. It's becoming, we might have to call it the Mega, uh, mega and Health MedEx event officially, because it's just becoming a, a huge um, attraction for people to, to, to leap over the hurdle of the bureaucratic licensing process. So we're, we're doing that. That's, 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 a big, that's a big push this year, that it's growing in the amount of people who are, who are serving 
producing them and the people who are interested, as well as we are having a special portion of the day to help people navigate or make that leap into the high-tech industry in Israel, to explore the tech opportunities. And therefore, we have people uh, in, from engineering, software development, marketing, sales, and generally high-tech there to be able to speak about actual jobs that are out there and how to maybe transfer or leverage your skills to make it into, in the startup nation. Wow. Unbelievable. Plus, you have special sessions that include how to buy or rent a home in Israel. You have special sessions uh, for retirees and empty nesters because uh, that's a category of people that you do not discourage from moving to Israel, right? They wonder, yeah, if they, I, I, yeah. they wonder if they could lend anything to Israeli society, if they could be a positive force, especially, you know, post-employment age, post-army age and all that. And uh, Nevesh Benevesh has always said a resounding yes, that they can contribute uh, mightily to the Israeli, uh, uh, to, to the state of Israel. So the retirees and empty nesters are available, or I should say are uh, invited to be part of a special session and fair at 9.30 in the morning on March 15th at the uh, Glen Point Marriott in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, plus, on top of that, if someone's a single, someone wants to go to the Army, someone's looking for a specific job that may not be you know, computers or medicine, all of those could be addressed at the mega event. Am I right? It's really it's 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 a one stop shop. It's an opportunity to address your questions. Whether you, if it's for uh, for your child, you're wondering what the rights are before, or you're planning. We we coined the term empty nesters because they're younger retirees, and whether they have children who are already living in Israel and they want to to plan it out. Um, those those sessions are opportunities to hear from our professionals, and also this fair that some people just they they have the information, they got it on the website, but they just want to come and actually have a one on one consultation with some of these. Uh, uh, community municipal, municipal directors that are there to find out about opportunities in Jerusalem or in other cities, or they want to actually sit face to face with one of the real estate agents that are there. So it's it's an opportunity to just to mingle with like-minded people, but to be able to encounter an Israel fair uh, just in the comforts of New Jersey in your backyard. Uh, also, there's a vendor fair. Uh, you'll actually meet people who are on the front lines in terms of uh, all the different things that one might need. Uh, to get to Israel and eventually in Israel itself, a vendor fair with companies and vendors that, uh, you know, uh, can describe to everybody the services that they offer. And, uh, you know, and if, if someone would need those services, there they go. They have somebody already they've met uh, who can set things up for them. So the vendor fair is very important. All the information is very important. All the special sessions are very important. The financial planning is important. The job search is important. Buying and renting a home is important. All of this is uh, covered at the mega event, which already has attracted uh, 1,500 registrants. You can register by going to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and register today. By the way, uh, th th this may not be a first, I don't remember, but um, there's going to be a featured panel, Voices of Zionism, a candid conversation with Israeli leaders uh, with their concerns, hopes, and vision for Israel's next decade, including Rav David Stav, Ambassador Danny Dayan, and Amanda uh, Borschel uh, Don, uh, who's Times of Israel Jewish World editor. Uh, so that's also, you know, people who want to come uh, who may not be, uh, you know, ready to move to Israel this moment, but want to hear the perspective of people who know, uh, who know something about Israel today and have, uh, you know, thoughts about its future. That would also be something beneficial for them that day as well. 
Yeah, very much so. I think especially, I mean, Rabbi Stav is coming to speaking. Shoham is looking to bring more Anglos, more English speakers to their community, and he's um, leading such positive change um, with his work with Sohar. But they're going to speak about what Israel's going to be like from the next decade. So much of the news uh, today, especially as election cycles spin around, um, are focused on the very present. Um, and Olim are coming about the future. Um, it's nice to hear from these thought leaders, from journalists, from ambassadors, and, and from community activists about what's, what's going to happen. Um, in the future for their communities, and, uh, and it's an invitation for um, our, our Olim to be a part of it. They are, uh, English speakers are often leading the change in their communities and bringing such great uh, knowledge and activities and a sense of community that it's, it's leading this positive change that's helped building a better Israel. Young and old are invited. Register now. Go to the Nefesh Benefesh website, nbn.org.il. The dream of Aliyah is right there. It's in your grasp. And the first step is by being at the mega event a week from Sunday in Teaneck, New Jersey. Register by going to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. And, of course, you could register for the special uh, retirees and empty nesters session, as we sell, and you, as we said. And you could register for the general attendance. Plus, you can find out more about the Aliyah Medics event at the mega event. All about medical licensing, job interviews, networking, and Aliyah information for those in the medical field. Uh, right there at the uh, center of the page of the Nefesh Benefesh mega event. Mark Rosenberg, who is the vice president of Diaspora Partnerships, proud to be your partner as we encourage everybody to come to the mega event, and we look forward to seeing you in New Jersey, Mark. I hope to see you there. Good health all around. Thank you so much. Mark Rosenberg, Nefesh Benefesh, register now, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Simple as that. NBN.org.il. Register for the mega event and get ready for an amazing and incredible event. We'll be there broadcasting live on Sunday, March the 15th. JM in the AM. Um, please, uh, Davin, it says here on our app, for Eliezer Yitzchak Ben Shifra, that is the person listed in serious condition due to the suspected coronavirus. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, I want to remind everybody that Dry Pesach Krohn is going to be visiting us next week. The brand new At the Magid's Seder is out and available. The brand new At the Magid's Seder, Stories and Insights of Grandeur and Redemption is out. It's it's available at the Magid's Seder. Go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio to save 15%. Use promo code radio to save 15%. Or by Krohn will visit us here Next week, but the book is ready at the Magid Seder. Go to artscroll.com, 15% when you use promo code radio. Tomorrow, in the spirit of Adar, we're inviting Avrami Jordan into our studio, and we are inviting Ashley Blaker into our studio. Tomorrow, in the spirit of Adar, we'll be doing a special pre-Purim live lunch from Lakewood, from J2 down in Lakewood. So uh, get ready, everybody. Big day tomorrow, and I hope you'll be tuned in right here. At JM in the AM. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adol HaYehudim, Havanavi Shurash, Shurash, Shurash. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag 
גדול ליהודים, מסכות רשנים, שירים וריקודים. הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, ברשנים. הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, הוואנה רישה רש רש רש, ברשנים. Guys, that sounded great. But did you hear what I was doing on the Graga? I think we need more Graga. Shemi, 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 That sounded great too, guys. But I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more Graga. Take it away, boys. One, two, three, four. Mishem, 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 Nech Nesada. Marbi, 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 Mesimchar. Mishem, 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 Nech Nesada. Marbi, 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 Mesimchar. Whoa, Mishem, Nech Nesada. So we are gathered here for the funeral services of this great man, this great actor, a man who brought happiness and joy to millions. We shall all miss him. It is a shame he is gone now. Mister, give him some chicken soup. Give him some chicken soup. Madam, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hide. J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> 18 minutes before the hour here on a uh, Wednesday. Coming up, by the way, on Bite Size, Yoni Pollock is going to be hosting, and Joanna Shepson is going to be um, is going to be uh, featuring an interview with Marla Gamaran, skilled volunteers for Israel. That's going to be happening during Bite Size. Our Rummy's going to do a live lunch between 11 and 1. Our live lunch tomorrow is going to be from Lakewood, from J2. Join us down there. Come by and say hello, please. And uh, so that's going to be tomorrow. And that'll be 11 until 1 down in Lakewood at J2. And again, I hope you come by and say hi uh, at some point during tomorrow's show. Um, meanwhile, 
We have this selection from Mordechai Shapiro at JM in the AM.
May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one. To my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. <laughs> To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. <laughs> One of our great comedy segments for the month of Adar. Eight minutes before nine o'clock. Don't forget where you have a, a special visit to Lakewood tomorrow, 11 until 1, for a Thursday live lunch pre-Purim. Come visit us at J2, down in Lakewood, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. And a big thank you to Louis Fulman and his staff. Um, Thursday, tomorrow morning, both of Rummy Jordan and Ashley Blake are in the 8 o'clock hour. 
Uh, it's going to be a funny Adar session, no doubt. So first off, Rami Jordan, then Ashley Blaker both join us tomorrow for the month of Adar uh, during a Thursday broadcast of JM in the AM. Um, so keep that in mind. And, um, and then Friday, of course, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us. We'll talk about the Israeli election and so much more during the weekly update. Aish, Volume 3 at JM in the AM.
H volume number three as we start to wrap things up here on a uh, Wednesday morning. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausages, and uh, Deli are the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954, available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Check out A&H. Try it today. You'll be glad you did, and your family's going to be thrilled. I can tell you that much. Hey, go to artsgirl.com. At the Magid Seder is brand new. At the Magid Seder is brand new at artsgirl.com. You get a um, you get a 15% discount, a 15% discount if you use promo code radio. 15% discount if you use promo code radio. Uh, go to artscroll.com. Again, Rabbi Crone is going to be here in studio with us next week. But right now, the book is available at the Magid Seder, Stories and Insights of Grandeur and Redemption. Go to artscroll.com. Save 15% when you use promo code radio. Uh, also, a reminder, we're going to be spending Pesach at the Hudson Valley Resort. If you want to explore staying local and uh, heading up to the Catskill region for Pesach, it's... Um, Destinations613.com. Destinations613.com. That's what you need to know. Destinations613.com. Go there. All the info is there. Yossi Zablocki and his staff ready to speak with you about Pesach 5780. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Thanks to Alan Fagan, Phil Rosen, Mark Rosenberg, all of our guests. Everybody stay safe out there. Use all the precautions necessary to be as healthy as possible. Hand-washing, no hand-shaking. Purell as much as possible. Disinfect areas that you frequent as much as possible. Let's do our part to make sure that the uh, the spread of this coronavirus ends ASAP. And kudos to the rabbis and the uh, community leaders who are spending uh, a tremendous amount of time and effort to get it right in terms of all the decisions that have to be made in light of the circumstances in our community. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.